Chapter 22 Hushed voices spoke around fires. Sparks crackled the same color as the setting sun. Children huddled together under blankets. Plates held in outstretched hands were filled. The aromas of soup and bread saturated the air. Stay here a minute while I find Shia, I whispered to Carper. Too embarrassed to introduce me? I glared. You don't still have a gun on you, do you? I should have asked him that a while back, but he hadn't hurt me yet. Carper held his hands up. I'm not shooting them, if that's what you're thinking. Can't be king of a bunch of dead people. Fine, just hide behind a tree or something. He leaned against a tree and folded his arms. Close enough. I crept up to the clearing's edge and watched the Losaris through the trees. It had only been a day since I'd marched with them, but it felt much longer. Henry talked in one circle, where mostly young ladies gathered. They dazzled him with cheesy smiles. My stomach hardened. Henry had run behind me every day, become friends with Dad, came to my room's roof in Moon City, and trucked through the forest while mending my ankle. He never complained when I brushed him away or closed myself off. A pretty blonde girl rested her hand on Henry's arm and laughed loudly. A sadness overwhelmed me. After we finished this battle, I wouldn't need Henry anymore. But I was the one who'd turned him down. He could flirt with whomever he wished. Peril? I startled. Sam walked over to me and stood two feet away. He glanced over at Henry. Was I interrupting something? My face heated. No, why would you be? It's just the way you were watching. Nothing's going on. I covered my mouth with my hand as if that could hide my lie. Sam smirked. I'm happy you're here and safe after that wild vision of yours. Thanks. I looked toward the forest where Carper was waiting. Where's Shia? Somewhere nearby. Is everything okay? You seemed worried. There was no way all these people would accept and understand why I'd brought their enemy with me. Let's find a fire to warm you. Get some dinner and coffee. My mom... He bit his lip. Was it because he now had two moms? Alexis makes the best food. I'd eaten her bread with Yeshua. I couldn't believe it had been earlier that morning. Sam didn't ask about how I'd flown to Moon City from his vision, or what I did when I was there. More than likely, Kathina had filled him in. If she'd made it. I was relieved. I needed food, water, and sleep before I started talking. But Carper was still waiting. Part of me wanted to make him think I'd left him there on purpose out of spite. But I needed Carper to trust me. Shia emerged from a nearby tent. He stepped forward with purpose but stopped when his eyes met mine. His whole face smiled. He crossed his arms and shook his head. Wow, he mouthed. Then he laughed, his long stride filling in the distance between us. Come here. He embraced me, and I grimaced from the pain. Paro made it, everyone. The Lasaris clapped and whistled. Some peeked their heads from tents to find out what was happening. I grinned. I would have given a bow if my ribs hadn't screamed at me with every bend. Shia raised his hands to settle them down. We need to be quiet for Paro's safety, he said. Moon City may not know she's here, and we want to keep it that way. It seemed the Lasaris had been ready to dance and eat cake for dinner. Instead, people sat to eat their bowls of what looked like chili. My stomach growled. Could Carper wait? Henry ran to me and lifted me off my feet. 
I glanced at the faces of the girls he'd left behind. They whispered to each other. The pretty blonde girl looked the other way. I smiled through a grimace. Henry, that hurts. He set me down. What happened? She has stepped to the side to give us privacy. It really wasn't necessary. I doubted Henry would try to kiss me again. I touched my rib. It's not as bad as the last injury. Stone, I mean, Kathina broke it. He scowled. I knew we couldn't trust her. She insisted on helping your mom. I put a hand on his arm. No, you can trust her. It's okay. If you say so. Henry rubbed the back of his neck. There are a couple of actual doctors here. I'll find one to examine your rib. I shoved down the disappointment that Henry was no longer my doctor. I need to talk with Shia first. Henry whispered in my ear. My head tingled. Did you find Carper? I nodded and scanned the forest. I hope you were right about this, Roe girl. Me too. Henry nodded toward Shia. I'll let you two talk. Henry tousled my hair before leaving and joining another group. I wasn't sure what he saw in me. In his mind, I had to be the sad little sister who didn't shower enough or wear deodorant. I patted my hair. It was tangled and gritty. I probably had circles under my eyes from lack of sleep. My back and neck ached from sleeping against a pillar the night before. I felt weak from little water and food. It was more than my hair that was a mess. Shia put his large arm around me and directed me toward the circle nearest us. Alexis opened a spot for us to sit. The fire blasted warm and welcoming heat. A flame shot sparks into the sky, exploding with tiny popping sounds. Alexis handed me a plate. Better eat before you fall asleep in your bowl. I wanted to devour it, but I also didn't want Carper to come out and surprise everyone. Shia, I need to tell you something first. He set down his bowl and waited. I leaned close so only he could hear. I brought Carper. His eyes widened. Here? I nodded and motioned my head toward where he hopefully still waited. Well done, Pero. I'll take it from here. Shia walked toward the woods, his robe billowing behind him. I was relieved to have the responsibility lifted, but concerned that if anything bad happened, it would be my fault for bringing him. I shoved chili into my mouth. Easy there, Alexis sat. I slowed down. This is amazing. Family recipe. Even something as simple as hot liquid pouring down my throat was heavenly. We'll talk more later, Alexis said. But first we need to find you a place to sleep. You're losing color. I glanced at her, then back to the forest. Shia was twice the size of Carper. Was that enough defense if Carper threatened him? When Alexis put a hand on my knee, I focused on her. It'll be all right. Shia will know what to do. Would he? Or had Carper pretended to be gentle so that he could bring Shia into the woods to kill him? Did Carper still have his gun? I should have checked before bringing him here. There were children. But what could he really do as one man against thousands of us? Us. Since when had I identified myself as one of the Losaris of Origo? Around me, children laughed and adults chatted. All ages, all colors of skin. There was love here, like a family. This could be my home. But what about Dad and Mom? They needed me back in Green Meadow. Was it possible to have two families? Alexis helped me to my feet. What you need, dear, is a bath. But since we're sparse on water, that will have to wait. Tomorrow I'll take you to your mom. 
She's sleeping now. Kathina is doing a great job looking out for her. I smiled. Kathina had joined the Lasaris and was welcomed. Maybe I could be too. I'm glad my mom's being taken care of, I said. She needs it. So do you, Alexa said. You know, Pero, I learned a long time ago that nurture doesn't come only from who we're born to. Elohim brings family to the lonely. I see that. I just wish I would have known you all a long time ago. Dad hit us so well, so we never had many friends and we hardly attended sanctuary. Wouldn't want to be too close to anyone in case they were dangerous, including other Losaris. Alexis brought me into her side for a hug. We're here for you now, and I'll join with your mom and love you like a daughter. Elohim has brought you into our care. I'd only met her days ago, and yet she felt like a close friend. Was this how all of Elohim's people loved? With acceptance? With grace? How's Jimmy? I asked. Alexis sighed. He's not doing well. Then I need to see him tonight. Two Lasari guards blocked the entrance to the tent where Jimmy stayed. My friend is in there, I pointed toward the tent. Can I see him? I don't think that's a good idea. Sam came up beside me. He is a guard for Carper. Tent guard looked from Sam to me and back. Jimmy saved my life. I clenched my fists. He's on our side. Sam held my eyes until I wanted to pull away. I'll let you see him, but I'll go with you. I almost disagreed, but I couldn't judge Sam without knowing what he was keeping from me. From the sound of it, they weren't on the best of terms. All right. Jimmy isn't who you think he is. Sam hadn't been around Jimmy in the last week as much as I had. I trusted him. He took a bullet for me. Sam nodded at the guards, who reluctantly let us pass. The tent was large, so we stayed standing as we walked in. Jimmy lay on a mat on the floor underneath a pile of blankets. His eyes fluttered open. Pero, glad to see you made it. Hey, Jimmy. My voice squeaked like a little girl's. I sat on the floor by him and rested my hand on top of his. It was way too hot. Jimmy looked like he had a hard time swallowing. Do you need something to drink? Please. I brought a nearby cup to his lips. He drank a sip, then laid his head back down. There are things you don't know about me, Peril. You've been nothing but kind to me, and that's all I need to know. You've been a good friend, Jimmy said. I squeezed his sweaty hand. You need to make it, okay? Jimmy's face looked pained. I'll be around, Peril. He glanced at Sam again. Sam is a good man. He'll take care of you. I shook my head and whispered, He is a good man, but we're not together. Not yet, he whispered back. I chuckled. I couldn't tell him that Sam was my brother. I couldn't tell him that Carper was nearby. When Jimmy was better, there'd be plenty of time. I'll come back tomorrow and visit you, okay? I look forward to it. I kissed his hand and stood up. I waved him goodbye as Sam escorted me outside. He won't make it. Sam sighed. I don't think so. An emotional wound punctured my heart and lodged there. Jimmy was my first advocate in a new and scary place. He'd protected me many times. He was dying because of me. Sam, what happened between you two? 
Heavy footsteps and labored breathing came from behind us. We turned around. A Lasari guard from Jimmy's tent ran up. Sam. I touched my throat. Is Jimmy okay? Yes. He stopped catching his breath. Sam, Jimmy wants to talk with you. Sam raised a brow. Did he say why? No, he just said it was urgent. Sam looked at me. I shrugged. I'll wait for you outside the tent. You should sleep, Peril. I'm fine. I yawned. Sam nodded and ran ahead with the guard. As tired as I was, I couldn't sleep. Jimmy could die any moment, and I had to know the story. I'd wait outside the tent all night. Psst! The sound cut through the silence. It was quieter as many people had retreated to their tents. Lights shone through some. A couple of snores came from others. Carper peeked through the doorway of a tent. A large white bandage covered his wound. Two Lasari guards stood in front of him. He motioned for me to come closer. Two guards blocked my way. Peril, right? One guard asked. You'll need to back up, please. I was the fulfilled prophecy, so they must all know my name, and soon everyone would know I'd brought Carper. Would I be famous in a good way? Probably not. I took a step back and sat on the ground so I could see Carper between the guard's legs. Is this okay? One guard turned around so that he faced Carper. He held out a sword. You have two minutes. Is the sword really necessary? I asked. Carper smiled. Still trust me now, huh? Why shouldn't I, Calvin? I crisscrossed my legs and held myself up to avoid pressure on my rib. Or should I call you Your Majesty? Shh. Carper eyed the guards. They didn't show that they cared what I'd said. I lowered my voice. We're still keeping secrets? For now, Shia wants to hide me until the walls come down. That's not for another five days. Rumors are going to spread by then. Yeah, thanks to you. I threw my hands up. Hey, I'm the one who saved your life. How is inviting me to be with your people in another universe saving me? I laughed through my teeth. I saved you from having to run and hide all your life, which, believe me, is kind of like dying, especially when those you love are taken from you. I picked a piece of grass. Not that you'd understand. Carper fidgeted. Just because I'm heartless doesn't mean I've never been hurt. You admit that you're heartless. I waited for his remark, but there was none. Carper had feelings? I thought he was as hard as a city's wall. I'm forgiving you, I said. And you better accept it because there are few who'd forgive after what you've done. What have I done? I scratched my brow. Hmm. You hurt my mom, me, my dad, Jimmy, my brother. What brother? I gulped. He would find out eventually. Do you remember the name Salmon? Carper nodded. Salmon was your mom's husband. He said it so casually, as if they'd been friends or good acquaintances. Did he not remember that Mom had a son, and that he had driven Bahar away from Sam as he'd done with me? Did he not remember that when he had Bahar, he took advantage of her, making her his slave? The truth of Carper's callous heart settled like the night's darkness. Could I really forgive? I didn't kill Salmon, Carper said. Wait, what? I thought Sam's dad died because he was sick. Jimmy killed him. His words were another punch to my ribs. Peril? I barely heard Sam behind me. He beckoned me from a distance. 
We need to talk. 